Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the CyberPro Podcast. Industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions and hopefully under nine minutes, but we'll make it work either way. Hackers never sleep, so let's get to it. Lee, tell us all there is to know about you, who you are, and what you do. Oh, well, thanks, Rick. Um, so my name is Lee Arknall, and uh, currently I am a threat hunter and content developer at Cyborg Security. Uh, my main tasks are researching an attack or new vulnerability, uh, creating a hypothesis, emulating that attack, uh, and testing that hypothesis and recording my findings. While this does sound like the scientific method, it's basically because it is. And if um, if you would go back and tell teenager Lee that uh, you'd be using the scientific method on the daily, he'd probably laugh until he passed out, but here I am. Um, but all this work goes into helping create a portion of a hunt package that we add to the library uh, within our Hunter platform, um, which is Cyborg Security's um, you know, main service. Uh, but and the reason I say, that I do a portion of it is because we have a wonderful bunch of team members that add their bits and pieces to these hunt packages so that our customers get the best result possible. They're adding Intel, they're adding codes to um, help produce the logs in there um, safely in our customer's environment. Uh, we have people reviewing it to make sure that it makes sense um, and doing all these other things. So I'm just one lucky uh, piece of that puzzle. But basically, our customers and community members uh, that can access these, and thanks to the opportunity that you gave me, Rick, um, we have provided a um, promo code, uh, if you're listening and you're interested, but we have a promo code to sign up for an exclusive uh, access to the community edition of Hunter Platform, which is H-U-N-T-E-R dot cyborgsecurity.io. Uh, sign up using the promo code Lee, which is L-E-E. And uh, please don't think I'm uh, some narcissistic, big-headed cybersecurity guy. Uh, this was the work of Cyborg's wonderful uh, marketing team. Um, but basically, they gain access and um, they get to these packages. And the goal is to save time for the socks um, and the threat hunters. Um, not only do they we provide them a query, but we provide them the intel and the resources that we use um, so that they could either double check that we're on the right path, and if not, they can say something. But basically, we don't want to give our customers something and say, hey, trust us, this works. And if it doesn't work, you know, they have no means of communicating that. Um, but like I said, we're not here to replace anything. We are here to augment threat hunters and SOC analysts and ultimately save them time. Um, when I'm not doing this, I also like to create blogs and articles on this uh, stuff I know. Uh, create YouTube's to highlight or YouTube videos to highlight a vulnerability or attack that I thought was extra interesting that I was researching and uh, sharing my knowledge of log sources and the critical data you can pull from there, as well as participating in the live webinars that we do. That's amazingly. And viewers, you will see the link and the code on the description. And for our listeners out there, you can also hear, see it, see it, and you've heard it you'll see it in the actual description on the podcast. We'll make sure that's out there for all of you guys to jump in there. Let's jump right into the second question because I'm really excited to hear your answer to this. Why do you love being a cyber expert, but especially why do you love being a threat hunter? It's an interesting and unique position uh, that I'm in. I feel the work that I do um, helps our customers um, find badness quicker. Um, which in turn helps their customers. So as cliche as it sounds, uh, I'm an extension, I'm helping their customers and protecting more people. So it's a really great feeling to have that sense of impact. Um, that's not just a single entity or single um, you know, company 
um, but it's it's a bigger net, which I really like. Um, and also, I have to learn something new every single day, um, which means that I have to read and I have to be dedicated to being a lifelong learner. Um, not only is the technology changing, but the adversaries are changing their techniques and behaviors from campaign to campaigns, from malware to malware. Um, and it's great when they're not because it makes it a lot easier for us. Um, but the work is basically never done. Um, it also feels like detective work. So my daily task is to figure out how to find out what happened, create a query for it, and provide that to the community. Um, and like I said, it's a very unique position in the cybersecurity field. I'm not strictly blue. I'm not strictly purple or a red teamer. I'm not no longer a SOC analyst, nor am I um, a threat intel analyst. Um, but when I'm going through my day-to-day -day activities, uh, I have to emulate attacks, which gives me the red team experience. I have to do um, or comb through the logs, which gives me the blue team and the threat hunting experience. And yeah, at the end of the day, it gets me, or I have to do all this research. And at the end of the day, I'm finding these TTPs associated with attack and once again, providing it to the community um, for greatest, greatest impact. It's awesome. Sometimes I always think about it as, a real life video game that we get to play. <laughs> for real, and I get paid for it, so it's nice. <laughs> even better, even better. <laughs> so question number three for you, Lee. I always use this, this question kind of as, as a fun question, but I'm always curious where it goes. Um, cybersecurity is a top concern, and I use air quotes there because it means something to different to everybody, but what does that mean to you? So it's kind of like uh, twofold. Um, and I, I thought about this and I'll tell you, this was actually the uh, toughest question because it's, once again, I'm in a different position where I'm not making policies, I'm not uh, creating procedures. You know, what I provide is a service. Um, but looking at it, if all the industries and all the sector or all the industries across all the sectors um, would begin to take this and actually look at it and treat it like a top concern, what this means is that that cyber security threat uh, labor shortage that we have could possibly be brought to an end or at least the gap shortened. Um, we know this threat is never going away um, and the work's never done. Um, but if companies would take this seriously and look at the pool of talent that's out there um, and know that you know they're going to be paying tons of money for top tier talent, but if they would just look at the passionate individuals who are trying their best, trying to get their foot in the door. Um, if they would focus on the passion and not just the experience, uh, the degrees, the credentials, and all those letters after people's names, um, one, hopefully we could end the shortage or at least close the gap. And two, companies would be surprised with the result. Um, finding the people that would not think alike and think by the book, but take it outside the box and really come up with new inventive ideas. Um, so, you know, that's my look at it. Um, I try to do as little part as I can because I'm just one of these, you know, tiny fish in the giant ocean. Um, but anything, any article I come across or tool I come across that I use in my research, um, you know, I try to share that. Um, maybe someone will read it, maybe someone won't, um, but I'm always spamming LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, so if you see me there, uh, feel free to make a new connection, uh, ask me questions, DM me, do whatever you want. Um, and I, I'll try to get you answers. And if I don't have the answer, I will definitely get you a good one. 
That's awesome. And, and humbling too. I mean, you're very humble about it, but we also appreciate you wanting to connect and communicate with the network. Share what, what piece of insight do you want to share with our community of cyber professionals? <laughs> this one's pretty long. Um, but so there's a couple things that will really make you successful. Um, never give up on pursuing your dreams, what you want to do. Um, even if the situation is looking kind of rough, there is so much information in the cybersecurity field that is out there on the internet, that it's on YouTube and it's free. Um, it's unreal. Like if I had this when I was younger and I tell my kids, I'm actually older than Google and that blows their minds. Um, but you don't need a super expensive computer. You don't need an expensive malware lab. You don't need a college degree. Um, I'm living proof. I have no associates. I have no bachelors. Um, I'm currently working on, I've pretty much learned like everything on the job. Um, but it's just crazy about the information that's out there. Um, so don't rule those passion or those resources out. Uh, stay passionate. Uh, I started as a network admin in the military where the first puzzle was given to me. How do you make this computer talk with all this network equipment in the way? And this was day one or almost day zero for me. I was like, I don't know. Um, but it was a puzzle. It was I was curious and I wanted to figure it out. I wanted the solution. Um, being a gamer, you know, you you want that achievement, that badge. Um, but so, you know, that was my challenge. And once I figured it out, once it got a little more complex, I was really happy with it. And I liked what I was doing. And then I became a SOC analyst, which was a completely different challenge. It was, all right, hey, everything's working. How do we know when it's working right and when it's working maliciously or suspiciously? And that passion didn't really hit until I actually read a couple um, articles and um, from the JP cert that all they did was they took native Windows executables and they executed them and they showed the log trail from like process terminated uh, or process created, process terminated, were they modifying registry keys, were they reaching out to you know different networks? And I was like, wow, that seems great. Like that seems like a simple paper trail that you could follow. And then I took off from there. I set up my own malware lab and you know I was detonating malware on my computers um, <laughs> safely. Um, but that was a whole different experience. Also, we all learn at different speeds. Um, so keep going and keep learning. Now, I'm not saying uh, learn or compare yourself to the person to your left and to your right. If you're going to compare yourself to anybody, compare it to yesterday you, two weeks, months, years you. Look at yourself now and see where you were back then. Are you smarter? Do you know different things? Do you have different experiences? If the answer is yes, you're already succeeding, um, in my book anyways. Um, take it for what it's worth. But if not, if you feel like you've been stuck in the same position, seize the day to be as cliche as possible, but take advantage of today. Watch a YouTube video that you've been putting off. Gain that extra bit of knowledge and see where it takes you. And if that topic doesn't you know, really spark with you, go somewhere else, find a different topic, but just learn something new every day. So you're a little bit smarter and a little bit better, and then you'll find something and then you'll start going. And finally, beware the imposter syndrome. Uh, this is something that I was actually affected by, and I've seen it on LinkedIn, I've seen it on Twitter, and I've seen it everywhere. But in my last role, I was actually paralyzed by it. I was in a role where I was 
I thought that I was supposed to know everything. And then I had all this experience around me and they knew more than me. And I felt I was like, wow, why am I even here? But if you start thinking like that, sit yourself down, take a deep breath and say, you know, I was hired here for a reason. It was either for my knowledge, my experience or my passion, but I am here for a reason. So don't let that get in your way. And more, most importantly, believe in yourself, believe in yourself like the others are believing in you. I love the optimism. And it sounds like you've had an amazing journey. So let's <laughs> kick off the fun question. What's your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile? So I'm torn. There's an NES system in my basement, and I can't help but think about my long lost Game Boy Pocket. Um, not even the color version, but like the original black and white. I have great memories with both. Uh, and my kids are really, really, really into Pokemon currently. So I can't help but look back and think about those no responsibility days where I'm playing Pokemon Red or Blue or Yellow and, um, you know, it's hidden under my pillow at night waiting for all the lights to go off and then once they are you know i'm getting back after it and trying to catch them all <laughs> that's amazing lee thank you for being on the podcast and thanks for having me rick it was a pleasure you did it you made it to the end check us out for more content <laughs>